Meteorologist Joe Bastardi here, a.k.a. the American Storm. And, uh, you know, we weren't here last week because I was uh, down in Texas. Uh, but I have here uh, Jeff Byers, uh, the voice of uh, Penn State Wrestling, among other things, uh, with some kind of haircut that is beyond comprehension over here. It, it, oh, it's a look, man. <laughs> it's, it's unique. It'll, it neeks up on you. Yeah. And, of course, the American girl uh, design, uh, who's here to keep, make sure her dad doesn't get out of control because <laughs> she's in charge of doing that. Jesse. Hello. All right. So we weren't here last week. Uh, I was down in Texas. I did not become a two-time Battle of Texas champion as I was defeated. Wah, wah. Well, that that ruins my chance to, uh, you know, Jesse. When she was competing in gymnastics, she'd always go down to Philadelphia and win the Liberty Cup. Oh yeah, Liberty and you know, she's a four-time Liberty Cup champion. <laughs> I won that four-time Battle of Texas thing, you know. But in any case, whatever. And then we get to we we got to see uh, got to see my son coach. He's coaching down there. Co- basketball. basketball, yeah. Yeah, now I've, as you know, Jeff, you and I are like, and probably, I, I think basketball courts are beautiful if they have wrestling mats on them. But mm-hmm. their team, their team was really impressive, and the the, the basketball, the varsity was, they they have these three point shooters that they don't miss. I look like I'm watching an <laughs> NBA game out there, you know. So, um, in any case, I think Garrett's the only Yankee on the coaching staff down there. But mm-hmm. um, uh, so we got back, we went through Nashville. The very place, we went right through the very place that got smashed with those tornadoes the other night. And uh, just like, uh, you know, when you see people screaming and yelling about climate change with Munich, with them being snowed in, I'll get to that in just a moment. Uh, the, the, the second season of tornadoes is well known and documented. And, and, and this idea that this is some kind of unique extreme is once again, uh, and by the way, the reason it happens is the Gulf is still very warm, but the atmosphere is becoming a winter atmosphere. So for a while, until you cool the Gulf down, you're going to get clashes down there, and you get them in November and December. And the crazy thing is they don't depend on the heating of the day. They could care, you know, in the springtime, you get it hot, and then the thunderstorms go off, and then you got to worry about it. But, um, you know, it was a pretty bad scene over there. Uh, with the with those tornadoes going through, but they they were expected, and you know I got this one guy I used to work uh, AccuWeather named Mike Smith, and he's great guy, and he's a big tornado freak, and he's always saying, like he was showing me these outbreaks this year where there were major outbreaks, and the forecast for them was for slight chance of severe weather, which is fascinating to me because I also see. I also see a lot of times the Hurricane Center under forecasting the intensification of storms. And I'm trying to figure out what the heck is going on with this because, I, you know, I learned certain things at Penn State when I was there, to, you know, both with tropical meteorology and severe weather. And some of these situations are obvious. You know, uh, we knew there was an outbreak coming, and why it was only a slight chance is sort of baffling to me, you know. Uh, and uh, I, 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 it was a, a pretty high chance. And I, I don't know if these guys don't understand and respect what the weather can do because they got these models. It looks so much of the, and it's so good with the models. 
that they can't think outside the box of the models. I, I don't know what it is, but the old school stuff, uh, you know, you could see that coming uh, quite quite a ways away, that the uh, uh, severe weather outbreak out there. So anyway, we're back. And, uh, of course, while we were away, uh, the climate conference in Dubai started. And, you know, they were all moaning and groaning because their private jets got stopped in Germany because of all the snow. And I had made a big deal about this. Even the last time I think I was on saying, you know, everybody's screaming and yelling about, oh, these bad storms hit England and it's a sign of climate change, right? And uh, the bad storms meant that it was going to get cold and snow. Just like England's England's getting blasted now. Well, two to three weeks from now, watch what happens across much of Europe. It's like clockwork when you have this kind of pattern going on. But you got people that are staring at the weather simply to promote the climate change. And that's that's what you get with something like that. But anyway, they were all over there. Okay, someone else talk. I'm running out of breath. What do you mean? <laughs> it's your podcast. Do you have any? Uh, yeah, I know. But do you have any comments? You're supposed to no comments yet? Okay. No, well, you're just I, updating us. Okay, so we got Hillary. And I called her Hill Lyrie, um, who claims that a half billion people have died from heat, mostly women and children, by the way. Naturally. Right? Yeah. And, and, and I don't – she just basically lies and makes things up. And th- I'm going to tell you something, folks. I don't care if you're left, right, whatever. Let's, uh, let, me get, let me first, uh, you know, get to the guy everybody screams at for lying, Donald Trump. All right. He's on trial or something because he exaggerated his uh, net worth to get a loan. Let me ask you a question, Jeff. When you went and bought your house, did they check every single thing to make sure that it was a good investment for the bank? Uh, supposedly. Yeah. Well, they they ran us through hoops. Right. Now, when you're talking about investments of billions of dollars, I don't think the bank is going to say, let's say Donald Trump says, I'm worth this. I don't think the bank is going to say, um, well, uh, uh, we know you're not worth that, but we're going to give you the loan anyway. Right. right. I mean, they're not, they're not going to do that. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up is because if you exaggerate, technically it's a lie, right? So if he did exaggerate, see, this is what I, I tell people. If he, all this business stuff that he's gotten rich in, right? Maybe he did this, maybe he did that, but you don't think the other guys are doing the same kind of thing? It's not like, it's not like the situation. If you're in government, you're supposed oh. to be serving the people as opposed to if you're in the private sector, basically you're out for yourself, which is why a lot of people in the private sector don't feel like going into government, right? And, and you have to, and there are a lot of great government people. But now let's get to the unholy trio of Hillary Clinton, John Kerry, and uh, Al Gore. Al Gore got a Nobel Prize for something that has completely busted. <laughs> the ice caps are still here. The, the, the earth is in better shape than it was in 2006 when his inconvenient truth came out. All right. He's mouthing off yet again about all this stuff. I mean, uh, so, so here we got a guy who gets a Nobel Prize for basically nothing. And, of course, you had uh, other people piggybacking on it, right? You had Mann over here and some of the other people, even the, even the uh, former uh, dean at Penn State. Because they reviewed, some, they reviewed something, they claimed they were part of the Nobel Prize, right? And I'm like, no, you're not. It's like me trying to say Jake Varner won the gold medal because 
when Jake was in the room lifting, I was lifting with him. That's why Jake Varner won his gold medal. No, you just because you're associated with something doesn't mean that you share in the award. And that's what goes on with these people. They're they're they're, they're almost like they they've got god complexes. Let's go to John Kerry. He claimed he threw his medals away, right? Like Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Well, Muhammad into Ali into the did. ocean. No, he threw no. it into a river or something. His no. Olympic gold medal. No, who's that? Uh, did Ali do that? Yeah, he did. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Anyways, that's that's surprising. So he's basically he's like the Muhammad Ali of. No, I'm just cl- joking. He, okay, well, with Kerry, he said he threw his war medals at the White House in a <laughs> protest, right? Well, yeah, it was a protest. He's got he's got them on now. Every time I see him show up, he's he's got those medals on. So he lied. He just lied. And then you have Hillary with her half billion people. You know what? It's the fossil fuel era, there's four times as many people on the earth as the start of the fossil fuel era. And there's tw- not nearly enough people on the earth, actually, at this point. So to get into that, what? Well, she says a half billion of them have died from heat. So I'm, I'm sitting here trying to do the math as to how she came up with that figure. And what gets me is no one in the mainstream media said, well, Where'd you come up with that figure since, uh, 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 first of all, if you've got 8 billion people on the earth, I guarantee every one of them is going to die sometime. If anyone fact-checked Hillary Clinton, they would have a bullet in their head but, the next but day. But <laughs> the, 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 the crazy thing is, and, you know, she was, as, as her boss in the Watergate committee says, she's an extraordinary liar, uh, said that back when in the 1960s. What is the common thread with these climate gods and goddesses? What's the common thread? They will lie for a higher calling because they believe in what they're – they believe they're calling. They believe they're out to say – so – and, and I'll tell you what. It's a pre- – folks, it's a predatory practice because they know they can get away with it because a lot of people aren't paying attention. Well, they genuinely don't – well, it's like you should be able – like the truth can defend itself, so you shouldn't have to lie if what's – uh, if what you're defending is genuinely right. But these people think that they're lying for the greater good of humanity. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if it was actually for the greater good of humanity, I'm not even sure what their idea of humanity is because I'm, their idea of humanity is like a small number of people um, because I don't think they actually care for the genuine, the, the general yeah. population. I think they care about the one or two percent of people who they think can and they think the rest of humanity can well like, yeah they they're, should they're, essentially mean, be like autonomous like whatever nothing beings but what i'm saying is like if you have to lie to get uh, in defense of the greater good then you're probably not actually doing something for the greater good you know what i mean you shouldn't have to lie to get there you should not the, the truth the truth stands on its own but here's a, here's a okay let's go let, let's get to the pope but that's what i'm saying like, it's like they think that they're i think some of them genuinely think they're doing good but we just have to lie to get there and i think that's warped thinking i think they're misled yeah, and not the, godly and the, whatever the the, the, the uh, i wanted to get to the pope here I, I have a pre- there's a priest in state college i'm good friends with them i got to say who he is love him but, yeah. uh, we both we both absolutely love him we were talking about this last night, and he just shakes his head. He says, you know, there are a lot, there's a rebellion developing in the Catholic Church against this pope. Well, it's just like there's a lot of spiritual warfare going on, I believe. I know we don't we don't really touch this on the podcast, but I think a lot of the reason people do things is like they just think they're 
It's a lot of it's spiritual at this point. But the thing I've got with the Pope is he thinks like the Renaissance popes that the the Renaissance popes all got themselves involved in political yeah. activities because they thought they could draw more of the populace to their church by by doing so. So we've got a pope who is in bed with people who are just absolutely with every other thing trash what the mm -hmm. Catholic Church stands for. All right. I don't think, uh, you know, for instance, uh, John Kerry or even Joe Biden, uh, even though he's supposedly Catholic, um, I don't think they know and agree with much, for instance, on the veneration of the Virgin Mary and things like that. Some of the Catholic principles, they certainly uh, when it comes to the issue of uh, abortion and life. All right. Hmm. They are opposite the pope. And yet some, it's almost, it's, it's almost as, and this is what's going on with this. I, I don't yeah, care if it's climate or whatever. It's so weird on that I side mean, of the aisle. You've got, They'll you've, eat each other. You've got these people say, and, and it comes down to this idea that you're either oppressed or the oppressor. And even though you may be oppressed, I'm oppressed and I hate you, I will band with you. Despite the fact that you want to kill me, that's why <laughs> eventually they all like go after each other. It's not. It's like, it's like the, yeah. They all eventually go but, after each other on that side. That's why they can't put. They don't have one person to run for them. But that. But what I'm saying is the people that are involved in this climate thing, they're all from that ilk. Do you, Do you yeah. folks understand that? They all share that common thing and problem. Uh, yeah, I don't care what you think about transgender or gay or whatever. Right. I, I, I see I see these protests on campus. Uh, okay, uh, you know, queers for Hamas. And I'm like, <laughs> how in any <laughs> rational world do you That's come funny. up with that? If you're if you if you're a gay person, there's no better place to be I than know. the United States of America for That's goodness what, sake. Like like people, Marxists, like there's all this stuff on the internet like be it jokes or cartoons or whatever. It's like you're not going to be like let's say Marxism takes over. It's not like they would spare you. You know what I no, mean? And, it's and, like, you, yeah, you're my there. It's like you're their friend until you're inconvenient to them. It's like, OK, bye. Like, <laughs> well, it's, it, it, you know, while I'm at this whole thing, uh, you know, you meet. I've said this before. Meteorologists, journalists, you're all in the same boat. You are literally building the road you're riding to your death I know, by, I know. It's crazy. By, uh, by, by just simply towing the line. Because what's happening is once AI takes over and can oh. write your Write your article for you. Once AI takes over and can no. make the forecast for you, bye-bye. So all this stuff that you're doing now is basically, you know, it's going to just come down to... I think the tide's starting to turn, though, because I don't know if you saw, but Alex Jones was allowed back on Twitter. And immediately there was a... You know, you know Alex Jones? Yeah, yeah He's I know very, he very controversial. Banned from Twitter forever. Even, like, when Elon took over, they didn't reinstate him. Um, but Tucker put up a... Tucker had... Alex Jones on, and it was great. And um, yeah, but how did he come up with the Newton, Connecticut thing? What do you do, do, here? Because because we we're not going to talk about it now. But um, that's a whole different subject. Someone he's he's right ninety nine out of a hundred times, and you're you're focusing on the one time that yeah. But something like that is like no, yeah. but we that's not the point. We'll, there are reasons for that. We can talk about it later, but. After he was reinstated on Twitter, there was a like a, a space you can go on and like have discussions with people, and it had Elon, Vivek, Andrew Tate. I don't know if you know who Andrew Tate is. Yeah, I know. Alex Jones, um, just all of these 
people who are dis- discussing exactly what you're saying, how the media is awful, the me- it, journalism stinks, but it's like Twitter, I feel like I'm really glad Elon Musk took over it because we have all these people who were dejected or whatever, all agree that this is messed up. And Vivek, like Vivek's awesome. And I think like, Vivek is awesome not too. Not to I pivot, think. but in the debate, his closing piece was, his closing point was, this climate agenda is trash. Like it, it, it's, is. It's, that's exactly what it is. It's an agenda, and I think that like he's well, really awesome. Well, I think a lot of the uh, I think a lot of the establishment and uh, even the MAGA Republicans are afraid of him, even though he's sort of a MAGA Republican because he just you know he's one of these guys that says what he says. Except you know what this whole thing. I, I watch Vivek and everybody. Oh, you think you're the smartest guy in the don't room? Don't you want your president to be the smartest well, guy in the room? Well, that's, that's a, what I don't get. That's the first thing. But the second thing is. Why are you thinking that about him, and why do you resent that unless you can't keep it? I him? know. that's what, So people were so upset that he, like, uh, I know he was going after Nikki Haley in the debate, but his notes said Nikki equals corrupt. And whether or not you like that or not, what I was thinking about, the fact how all the things that he had to say, he didn't have any notes. Yeah. And, like, don't you, and at the analysis after the people who were talking about it, it was like, oh, he's such a know-it-all. He's on president. It's like, don't you want your president to be a know-it-all? Like he challenged Nikki Haley and Chris Christie to say uh, name three Ukrainian provinces. Yeah. If they could have done it, they would have done it. You know? Yeah. That's of the course, thing. Of they course, didn't do it. They don't, they don't know. And, and so. But that's why I like Vivek know, because. And, and he did, he did, he did close with climate. Yeah. And he, he actually, because he understands that that is the big Lynchpin. I've been saying this since 2015. Mm-hmm. It is all about this because if they can convince you that they need to control you for the greater good, all right, because your life isn't uh, isn't strong enough on its own, so you got to. They just want to pre- break people's wills. Uh, it's not uh, even like they think like they they really do. Just it's not like they really think that your gas stove is going to ruin the uh, ruin the environment or something. They just want to like. Break your will. And in other cultures, people eat bugs, whatever. But in America, we don't do that. But if you get Americans to, like, all right, look at this, I think they just want to break people's will. Uh, uh, yeah, because once, once your will and spirit is broken, that's it. Yeah, I then mean, you'll, whatever. Uh, that's, what, that's what God's greatest gift is to you. So uh, I will say this about Alex Jones. Uh, it, uh, you know, I never turned down one-on-one interviews. Mm-hmm. And they did ask me to be on. Mm-hmm. But my, you know, the people... No, I, I couldn't disagree with them in my company because you know we have we have to we have to make money and stuff and they yep. did they he's they awesome did, you know what I did was I said Alex Jones wants me to be on what do you think and the, you know in, in a nice way uh, my C said well you know it, you know we're in this position and that position and it, it it is sort of a shame because I do think he's a freewheeling. Uh, uh, you know, thinker, and he's also open about stuff. And I don't know what he was looking at uh, to come to the conclusion Basically, he did about that. But you know what? It's like the the best people are judged by their worst day. Mm-hmm. All right. So I know, but basically, like there are. I don't want to talk about that whole thing, but, but like when you see how corrupt the CIA is and the intelligence community is and how they've infiltrated things before and why they've infiltrated things before and the insane stuff that they've done, uh, like just allowed. It's like, I think that's the basis he was going off of and why he thought that obviously he was wrong, but I don't think that it's not like he lied to 
Like, why would he lie? That's the thing. People yeah, were saying a, he would that's lie. That's kind of crazy. Kind of crazy. Like, why would you make that up unless you were convinced about it? And he's you know? been right. He was exactly right about COVID. And he was right about 9-11. In July well, of well, 2001. What was he right about 9-11? July of 2001, he said they're going to... Um, like, like he predicted 9-11 there's clips of it july 2001 it's insane i'll have to show you it later but well, I, mean, I didn't want this to turn into an alex I know. jones well, it's thing, a political but, podcast but, but, so but, he he predicts all the climate stuff he's like that's his biggest thing right now it's like it's going to be long term but they're like they want to break your will and they're going to do it on the climate lockdowns he well, says exactly uh, what but, you but, say uh, yeah, uh, you know l let me let me also explain to the audience because you know i got a i got a reputation a little bit as being a crackpot neanderthal and that's <laughs> that's fine uh, but but in 2015, 2016, uh, this uh, eight years ago, this when the Super Nino went off, I said, okay, now they have to see what's going on. Mm -hmm. That's directly linked to water vapor. At that time, I did not know about the underwater volcanic activity. What happened was that El Nino, and then when I started monitoring the oceans, really going back and look, I go, there's something going on here. And it's not man-made, uh, man-made, uh, you know, input into the system. What the heck is going on here, right? Because there's a simple explanation, folks. If you build up too much heat in the oceans, they have to react. So you get these super ninos, and then they they blast more water vapor into the air. Blah blah blah. So we got we got plus we got the volcan the volcanic activity. But one thing started leading to another. Do you think the average meteorologist on channel or whatever knows about the exosphere and what's going on with the rotation? The rotation of the core of the Earth, the molten core, all right? They don't know anything about that, yet they will trash me about what, I, what I'm saying with, well, you know, the studies are that puts un, un, uh, uh, extra stress on the bottom of the ocean, which leads to the increase in geothermal vents of putting warmth in the ocean. So when all these things come, and you got to understand, when this started, right, when this started, it was because I was curious from a meteorological point of view as to what I was seeing with the, with the oceans because they force the hand of the atmosphere all the time. So mm -hmm. it's almost like a, a, an astronomer was saying, hey, there's got to be a planet over there. I can't see it, but I'm watching all the other reactions of the planets, right? Mm -hmm. and, and so, you know, I guess what I'm saying is some of these guys that are, look, even RFK Jr., people think he's a whack job. Right. You know, conspiracy, this conspiracy, that. Well, let me tell you something. If you get your father and uncle shot, <laughs> uh, you know, and by the way, what were both of those guys about? They were civil rights, civil rights guys, for one. That's the first thing. Secondly, they were very strongly anti-communist, the both of them. Right. So. You know, it's not it's not. Out, look, but that's I, the thing, too. It's like the problem whenever I t start talking to people, because a lot of people talk to me about you like and they're very interested in climate, just people my age and stuff. And once I say uh, start talking about, well, obviously, I don't know as much as you, but I sum up like the volcanic uh, underwater volcanic activity. It's like people don't even know that that is a possibility. And so then something clicks in people's minds where it's like, oh, wait, the greenhouse gas thing makes sense. Like you could explain it to a 12-year-old in science class. And they're like, oh, that makes sense why it's getting hotter, blah, blah, blah. But then you explain something else that also makes sense. You realize, 
oh, there are a lot of things that I just don't know and ways that it could make sense. You know what I mean? Well, and, actually, the greenhouse gas theory does not make sense. But it's in, not proven science. That's a crazy thing. It's well, not proven science. Uh, yeah, well, they, 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 you, you young kids out there that learn this stuff, CO2 is not a heat-trapping gas. That's not how it works. You could argue water vapor is because we got much more water vapor in the air. CO2 works on a premise called back radiation where it absorbs radiation from the earth. It needs the earth to be warming to actually do what it does, right? So it's not even the source region of the warming. Uh, you see what I'm saying? So when they say, well, CO2 is a deadly greenhouse gas, it's a minor, very, very minor player. The argument is over the ba- this so-called back radiation. And so the, the, what I'm saying is, and that's the other thing. Oh, it's, a, it's, a, uh, you know, it's like, jeez, a, 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 why can't your grandfather used to have, uh, where do you raise plants? Greenhouse. Uh, greenhouse. <laughs> Holy smokes. <laughs> well, by the way, I, I, well, I got you. You know, I just forgot. Greenhouse, right? Green. This morning, I, I worked on something at Weatherbell. For two hours, I drew all these, I got all these icons out. And then it took me an hour to write this. And at 940, I had a hit with Joe Piscopo. So I'm sitting there writing this. Okay, the, the, the phone rings, right? Pick up. I, 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 I have the hit with Joe. And... Uh, you know, when I'm done, I just went and did something else. So all this work I did, I specifically got up early to do, right? <laughs> I just didn't put it on. And after, you know, an hour or something, it disappears on the computer. It saved it if you don't go back to it. And so I have this thing called the meteorological mafia, right? These guys that uh, we argue back and forth about stuff all the time. And um, I said, listen. If you want to know how I feel, check my post this morning. So they, they would write me back and say, what, what post? I read the one last night. I go, it's on. Go. And, and so, you know, uh, it, it is interesting because I try to then turn it into a spiritual thing that says, um, you know, the, what the Apostle Paul says, if you're, if you're uh, distressed by the loss of strength or mental ability is because you're focused on the wrong things. So I try to, I try to learn that, but I mean, I, I just, I can't, you know what, that, that could be a great moment. The fact that I'm talking about greenhouse gas and, and forget the word greenhouse, but, <laughs> but let, let me explain. What, it's not point? a, it's not a greenhouse. It's a, it's a trapping blanket. It's a blanket near the earth. Mm-hmm. It's a, you know, a greenhouse, you have, something over the top that traps the heat, right? And what happens is that's not what goes on here. This is a lot of... Well, we have that book that's called uh, Climate Change for Babies that says that's what it is. So we actually have a book. I have to bring it in next week, Jeff. Called climate change for babies, and it's that's exactly what it says. Like the Earth's covered in a blanket, and it's getting too hot. Yeah, yeah. You should see it. She gave it to me for Christmas or something like that. But my point was the reason I even brought it up, comparing the whatever, is because there are such it's such a complex issue, and then the fact that they dumb it down to explain it, it, it's just like it's not even close. It's like the molten core of the Earth is shifting, and it probably has something to do with sunspot activity. And there's nothing we can really do about it because uh, it's like. 
We're well, not... God, God forbid you can't do anything about it means you're not God. I know, exactly, but <laughs> people think they are. or Well, I don't think they actually think they are. I think they just want power and control and to break people's spirit. It's like Elon Musk says, there's not even what? enough people on the earth. We're actually rapidly declining in population, and we could have, like, we could have literally ten times more people on the earth. Uh, see, I believe that. Uh, the, the, by, by the way, speaking of someone thinking he's God or above God, you see what Fauci said? No, you know, uh, I'm a pro-forma Catholic uh, or something like that, but... I found that my ethics, I don't need that kind of thing anymore. And That's I, crazy. This is, and you know what? When I saw, I said, you know, I knew it. I knew this guy thought he he is everything. He's got, you know. He's like the opposite of the great scientists because I feel like a lot of great scientists, the more they study science, the more they this month. Like, well, that's what they, that's that's exactly right. Most of the a lot uh, of great mathematicians and whatever. It's like. Even Einstein, like a lot of people are open to the idea of God. And I feel like if you're a scientist and you're even, you're close to the idea of God, then you're not a very open-minded scientist. Uh, yeah. What makes you think that you know what's going on? You know, there's a great book called uh, Stephen Barr, Ancient Ancient Faith and Modern Physics. He's mm-hmm. a Notre Dame professor that really lines this stuff up very, very well. But, you know, in all that we're seeing here, and uh, I, I will sort of close with this as far as, uh, what I'm seeing over there at this climate conference. By the way, did you see what it, you see what it really turned into? About half the people there are lobbyists for fossil fuels because they know darn well you're not going to get rid of this stuff. Or if they do, the Earth will go into compl- you know who who said it? Al Gore, John Kerry, that the most significant uh, event for mankind would be getting rid of fossil fuels. Yeah, there'd be mass starvation and billions of people dying. That's mm-hmm. what would ha- that's what would happen. Uh, you know, whether you, you're yeah, worried. that was one of the big points in this uh, space I was listening to on Twitter is that Elon Musk said, oh, my gosh, we absolutely need fossil fuels in order to be to advance as humanity and science. Well, yeah, that's a, the, so their their agenda is anti-human, anti-progress and anti-God. Oh, right? of course. So, well, and, that's why they're for depopulation. That's uh, why depopulation is a result of their policies. Yeah, that, that, that's exactly right. They want to control control things uh, uh, up and down. And, mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's just just riles me up to think that they're using the darn weather. Well, it's the only thing they really can't control. I feel like they've tried. They try to control it, like seeding hurricanes and whatever. I'm sure that, like, there are people who, like, leave the intelligence communities and they're like, the things that they work on are is like the stuff of magic and whatever. And so I'm sure well, that they I try think to you control should, it. I, I think you should see hurricanes coming to the coast. Yeah, I think we but should try I, it. I just feel like they, have, they try to manipulate the weather, but it's like the one thing you really, really can't manipulate. Uh, well, according cool. Fidel Castro, we manipulated it in 1963 <laughs> when we stalled a hurricane over the island. Well, let's see. How long has this gone here? Oh, I, you know what? It's too bad I couldn't wrestle the way I talk. <laughs> so, and uh, I, was in, I was involved in it, too. Jeff, Jeff just sat there quietly yeah, poor and listened. And, sorry, you had to deal with the Bastardis. Um, fam- this is a family I'm dinner. I'm taking it all in. <laughs> uh, taking it all in tonight. <laughs> yeah, you know, the thing about Jeff is he's sort of like Kale mm-hmm. Sanderson. Kale doesn't say much, but when he does say something, <laughs> it just completely <laughs> blows does. away. Yeah. It completely blows away He's everything uh, everyone else says. So anyway, uh, we sort of covered. Oh, and on uh, next couple of days, I've already alluded to it. Uh, the write-up on the hurricane season from hell, I think, is coming next year. Is going to be on Weatherbell Premium. And, of course, we we have no change in the winter forecast. Now, we'll be here next week, right? Yep. Okay, so we could all talk about Christmas. December was supposed to be warm, all right? It was never supposed to be cold. Now, 
uh, you know, everything before the 20th is gravy, so to speak. I still think between the 20th and the 30th, the pattern is going to start shifting and things are going, especially in the Northeast. That's what I'm most worried about and the West Coast. I want to make another point here about the college football playoff where um, it is probably going to rain a lot Christmas week to New Year's out on the West Coast, hmm. specifically where the Rose Bowl is. Now, I don't understand how you have one game indoors and yeah, another that's outdoors, crazy. right? And, uh, you know, if it's cool and wet in Pasadena, it does favor Michigan. Yeah. Because 58 and rain is a nice day in Ann Arbor, you mm -hmm. know, compared to, you know, down in Alabama. But I still don't understand, like, why would you do that? that uh, this is not an even playing field, all right, because of that. And uh, if it's a sloppy track... Who the heck knows? It actually, I've always yeah, thought versus that versus other people who get to play indoors, but they don't have to worry about it at all. And it's like the, you set the wet, the temperature dial. It's like, oh, it's going to be nice and cozy. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I just, I just don't, I just don't get that. You know, yeah, I, I also don't get why Penn State isn't playing Oregon. I, I, we got Mississippi. I didn't want us to play a team. First of all, they're dangerous because of Lane Kiffin. Uh, I mean, I, Lane, Lane, Lane I, I like them too, right? But. But the thing is that they're ranked lower than us. And I thought that we should get someone higher than us. You because know? we did play Michigan and Ohio yeah, State. I, I, I thought, uh, yeah, strength of schedule. We have the Big Ten. What is the Big Ten East has crazy strength of schedule. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but it's going to be interesting. So we'll review that. We'll review how the weather. Listen, things are going to turn around January 5th. I, I'm telling you, man. I, uh, you see what's going on in Siberia? How cold it is in Siberia. No. Now, there's something called... I'm not, okay, we're question. not ending yet. I Jeff, tell did you see what's going on in Siberia? I was not paying attention. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. well, Go ahead, well, There's something called the bathtub slosh theory <laughs> in the weather where if it's cold on one side of the pole, it's warm on the other, and eventually it sloshes like a bathtub going back and forth. Now, that air in Siberia is not coming over the pole down to us. What happens is that air in Siberia is coming out over the Pacific, and the north, and for those of you who follow me on Twitter and Weatherbell, you know what I'm talking about here. That comes out over the Pacific. What it does is, it, it, because the Northwest Pacific is unusually warm, it leads to a lot of storminess. That in turn strengthens the vortex in the Pacific. When that happens, you know, uh, for the first thing that happens is a lot of mild air is flooding uh, Canada. But eventually, that, once that process is done, if you look at Siberia in two weeks, it's way above normal. So there's no longer any cold air to feed the fight, right? So that, that, that vortex will start to shrink in the Pacific. When that happens, the energy transfer, the energy transfer comes through. Remember, uh, the, the baroclinic bar waves, uh, they propagate a lot faster. The temperatures propagate a lot faster than the actual wave. In other words, you have, you have temperatures moving through the wave, and the wave will respond to the temperatures and then go back and forth, all right? Well, anyway, what happens is what will happen is eventually the strength of that vortex in the Pacific will show up over the eastern part of the United States, and we will get very, very cold and stormy. Now, you know, I, I'm not, we don't have any changes in the weather bell forecast. And what's, con what's kind of wild is that when I put all the forecasts together, I go, you know, this looks like 86, 87, right? 
Uh, and what, uh, that was one of Washington, D.C.'s snowiest winters. It's like the 0910. It was Snowmageddon before there was Snowmageddon. And 65, 66 was Snowmageddon before there was Snowmageddon before Snowmageddon, right? <laughs> and so the weather really closed in in January on into February. But when I, I, I looked at it, I said, you know what? This, the blend of what you're looking at looks like 86, 87, right? And I'll never forget, you know, my dad was very rarely wrong about the weather. I'll never forget uh, the Christmas of 86. We were in Rhode Island. And uh, one of the reasons I won't forget is the first time my dad ever took me down the street uh, to do shots with all the uncles. This was the Rhode Island. Yeah, well. (laughs) But I'll never forget him at Christmas dinner going, well, another brown Christmas, Joe, like that. And I said, let me tell you something. Before this winter's over, you're not going to be saying that. And I'll never forget after the third big snowstorm in Atlantic City <laughs> in J- J- January, February, he said, all right, I've had enough, right, mm-hmm. like that. Because at that time, he was no longer uh, into, the, into the weather. So I, I'm, I'm very bullish as to this one. And remember what happened last year, folks. The cold came gangbusters up until Christmas, and then, bang, disappeared, right? And we're... I was talking about that idea that we had three or four analogs last year. So when it was going to disappear, January, February, this year is the opposite. And I'm quite confident of it. So just hang on there. We're in, uh, what's the, hold on. We're in the, uh, I think the name of the place where David was after he got thrown out of Saul's palace. He was going from one place to another. I think it's called Ziglag or something like that. We're in Ziglag now. This is not the end of our journey. We're just moving from one place to the other, and you lovers of winter weather, you know, let's hope it, let's hope it comes in by Christmas, all right, <laughs> that there's, there's a change. Uh, there's, there's a change, at, uh, and I can see how that happens. But right now, uh, and, and I'm talking mainly in the Northeast, the two things we've got to look out for is a lot of rain on the West Coast. Most of the nation is going to be mild, especially the Heartland for Christmas, but look out January and February. Bring it on. Let All the right. journey continue. January, February. It's going right. to be cold. Is it going to be snowing in Iowa when yeah. it's Penn State, Iowa time? Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's always go. cold in Iowa. Is it? I don't know why. <laughs> Even when it's warm, it's cold in Iowa. <laughs> it does seem like that. All right. I saw someone yesterday with an Iowa shirt on, and I said. I, Here? Uh, yeah. I said, what? Yeah, it, was, it was a late a, a young lady lifting in the gym. I go, you know, that really. That really weakens you to put that <laughs> shirt on, you know. What are you doing wearing an Irish shirt? I said they Iowa. probably don't know. Yeah. Well, anyway. All right. Well, everyone want to sign off? We will uh, continue the journey next week. Yep. Yeah. That's, yep. Uh, I really appreciate Jeff helping us out here. Mm-hmm. Me too. <laughs> I, 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 does anybody get any, any uh, how many people are listening to this? I, mm-hmm. I never get any. I can't. How do you find out? We'll figure it out later. Somewhere, yeah, somewhere they do have stuff. We can figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll promote it on Twitter Mm -hmm. the best I can. And then. we got, I gotta cut this thing down to thirty to forty-five minutes. I can't stand Why? listening to a Jocko po- does a five-hour podcast. Yeah, I know, but week. I like the I like the Joel Osteen <laughs> half-hour versions. Uh-huh. I listen. I li- All right, you know what? I, I forgot. I gotta tell a joke every time I leave. Now I gotta tell a joke. All right. Because what, what happened? So okay. So anyway, this. Um, uh, let me see if I could get this. To, oh boy. Let me see if I could get this together here. All right. All right. Let make it quick. All right. This this Hindu guy. This. Uh, uh, we got a Hindu guy, a Jewish guy, and a TV evangelist, right? 
they're traveling and their car breaks down. So they go to this farmer's house. Farmer says, well, I only got, I only got room for two of you. Uh, so one of you got to sleep in the barn. So the, the, the guy, the Hindu faith says, I'll go out there. Comes back in about five minutes. He says, I can't stay out there. There's a cow out, a cow in the barn, right? The Jewish guy says, well, uh, the Jewish rabbi says, well, I'll go out there. He goes out there, comes back five minutes later, and he says, I can't stay out there. There's a pig in there, right? So the TV evangelist goes, uh, all right, I'll get out there. And he, uh, he goes out there. Five minutes later, the cow and the pig show up at the door. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, that is funny. He, he that tells, is good. He, he tells some good jokes. I <laughs> love them. They're clean. And, uh, but anyway, all right. Well, that's it. That's the joke well, of the day. Okay? Also, happy Hanukkah. That's right. Ha- ha- Let's go. You know, it's funny cause, because I, at this time of the year, until Hanukkah is over, I say happy holidays. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'd say, Why don't you just say happy Hanukkah? Well, I say happy Hanukkah, but, the, you know, the Hanukkah yeah, no, and it, Christmas. Yeah, and, in fact, the uh, Saturday summary the other day, we started with the Hanukkah song. I mean, very important. But, the. But, but, you know, Jess, mom heard me say holidays that she, you know, mom's a Merry Christmas vigilante. Of course, but uh, it's right, Hanukkah. Right? So I says, uh, she goes, I go, holidays? Jess, it's holy days. So consequent. Holy, holy, yeah. Duh. Covers bases. All right. That's what I do. All right. Happy holidays and Merry Christmas. And enjoy, and happy the, Hanukkah. And enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you got. What a segue that was. <laughs>